Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 54. Psalm 54. There has been war between the people of God and the sons of men from the beginning. The flood was brought on this earth because the sons of God married the daughters of men. And it grieved God at His heart and so He drowned them all. And there's been war like that ever since. And the closer you live to God and walk with God, and the more godly of a life you live, the more that warfare will come to bear in your life. Because as we're going to see this morning, yea, all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. 2 Timothy 3.12 In this short little psalm we have, Psalm 54, the superscription that I have in my Bible, tells us that while David was hiding from King Saul among the Ziphims, they sent a message to, and this is recorded in 1 Samuel 23-26, through 26, you can read about it, they sent a message to King Saul, we know where David is. And so those that had been his shelter and his hiding place turned to be his enemies, according to the superscription of this psalm, and so we have these seven verses. Let's all rise together. And read Psalm 54. Together. Save me, O God, by Thy name, and judge me by Thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them. Selah. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, and mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Amen Amen and amen. amen. You may be seated. Because of this perpetual conflict, many of David's psalms are him crying out to the Lord for deliverance or for protection or to cut off his enemies. To defend him, to be his high tower, his rock, his fortress, a pavilion, a hiding place for him. And so this psalm is not different from those in that it begins with the words, Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Save us by thy name. Now, the name of God, whether it's quoted or written, cannot save. This is a figure of English speech called metonymy in which the name of God is put for God Himself, and all those attributes that go with that name. It's it's not the name that saves, as it is the God that bears that name, as it is all the attributes on which that name is based. You know, what is the name of our God that Moses was to declare to the Israelites before they came out of Egypt? I am that I am. Never been a God like that. I am that I am. Tell them that I am hath sent you. 
When Moses said, what shall I tell them your name is? Tell them I am. That's a glorious name of God. Independent of all creatures, self-existent, subsistent, eternal, infinite in himself. I am that I am. No other being can say that. You must say, I am what my parents procreated. Or I am what God made through my parents. The angels have to say, I am what God created. But God himself says, I am that I am. Save me, O God, by thy name. What are some other names he has? Lord of hosts. That's a saving name. How about God Almighty? That's a saving name. Save me, O God, by thy name and judge me by thy strength. And the judgment here is not asking God to punish me. And I want to keep reminding you of this, that when you read the word judgment in your Bible, don't always think of a judgment of evil or a punishment But this judgment is, do what is right in my case. Because I am righteous and they are wicked. I am your child, they are your enemies. They are the children of the devil. I am your son. Judge me by thy strength. You can see the whole matter and you can issue a verdict that will affect all parties. Do so in a matter that is righteous. Do so in a matter that is fair and equitable because I know that I am yours and you have promised to protect me. Judge me by thy strength. When you're in a situation with an enemy and you know that you are right and they are wrong based on God's word, you can pray this verse. Judge me by thy strength. Because the Lord always judges righteously. He will defend the innocent and the righteous and he will destroy the guilty and the wicked. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. When you pray, there's not a thing in the world wrong with asking God to hear you. Lift up your ear, bow down your ear. Hear me, O Lord, and hear me speedily when I cry unto thee. And so the psalmist gives us that example many times in the psalms. And here we have the description of his situation. Verse 3, For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. In my time of weakness, while I'm hiding from King Saul, these strangers among whom I was hiding have risen up against me, and these oppressors that want to take advantage of someone in a weak moment are come after me. I need your help. And there will be times in your life where you will need God's help. It may be circumstantial enemies, or it may be personal enemies. And here's how the psalmist prayed. Strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them. They do not worship thee, O Lord, like I do. And this is the case of our warfare today. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. They have not set God before them. And we do have enemies. If you get out and speak and tell about what we believe and what we practice in this church, you will find out what other Christians think of us. They hate us because we're standing for the Bible. They have left the Bible long ago for fables and entertainment. They do not want the Word of God bringing its force upon them and their worship. And so we have here a description. They have not set God before them. And the implication of these words by David was, I have. I have set God before me. They have not set God before them. Now, Lord... When you make your judgment by your strength, I hope you'll recognize that difference. 
I follow thee and they do not. Therefore deliver me and destroy them. Selah. Stop and think about that. Stop and think and wait upon the Lord for His deliverance. Behold, God is mine helper. Look at the change. Verses 1 through 3 are a prayer. Lord, save me. Verses 4 through 7 are God is my helper and He has saved me and will save me. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. David had friends that were with him. David had friends in Judah that were praying for him. And God was with all of them because they were the children of God. They were the kingdom of Christ in advance. And so are we this day. And God is with all those on our side. And we should always trust in that. We may not see very many of the 7,000 who have not bowed their knees to the image of Baal. But God is with them. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. David knows the Lord's going to do it, and David encourages the Lord to do it. Not only is he confident in what the Lord will do, he asks the Lord to do it and to do it well. Cut them off in thy truth. And that's what we want to do. We want to cut off the enemies of the Lord, those that have turned to fables and entertainment. We want to cut them off in the Lord's truth. Not in our truth, because it's not ours. Not in our strength, because we have none. Not in our righteousness, for we only have Christ. But we want to cut them off in truth. We want the Lord to enable us to raise up an ensign and a battle cry against the carnal Christianity of our generation. It starts in your heart, it extends to your family, and then to this church. May the Lord help us do that. Cut them off in thy truth. We are defenders of the truth of God. We are nothing, but we will defend the truth of God. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. He is so confident in the Lord's deliverance here that he promises him his praise and his free sacrifices. I'm going to give you sacrifices with no strings attached. I'm going to give you sacrifices that don't obligate you to anything except to receive my thanksgiving through my sacrifices. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will give whatever it takes to bring a noble and a worthy sacrifice, regardless of the cost. And I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. He starts out with that name as his deliverance, and then he says that name is good. It's my comfort. The name of the Lord is a high tower. The name of the Lord is a place to hide. And David knew that, and he said it was good. And why is it so good? For he hath delivered me out of all trouble. And mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. His desire is what's in our King James Bible, upon mine enemies. We want to be very careful when we pray for our desire upon our enemies, but we can pray for his desire upon our enemies. Are you willing to read the Word of God that carefully? Mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. We pray for our enemies and we turn them over to the Lord. And then we wait for the Lord to do His great work upon them. But we don't pray for personal vengeance at all times for our minor personal enemies. And so ends Psalm 54. Brethren, we are at war. We have strangers that have risen up against us. And we're fighting a battle. And we are in the minority. We're in the very, very, very small minority. We are a very, very small remnant of those left that are trying 
to obey the Lord according to the Word of God. And God has chosen you individually, and He has chosen your family to be part of a very small remnant in the last days that will stand against the rise of carnal and worldly Christianity that seeks to overthrow New Testament religion, though they claim to be Christians, though they claim to follow the Bible. May the Lord bless us to do that and to cut them off in His truth. Not in our name, His name. Not in our truth, His truth. May the Lord bless us to that end.